Hey, what's going on, guys? I am Devin, and with me, as always, is Andrew. And today marks season two Ooh. of Talk Nerdy to Me, episode one. one. And in this episode, we are going to be talking about what we could have done better with movies or franchises, just what should have happened and who should have played it. But you know the one thing we always do great, Devin? <gasps> Fuck Ted Bundy. Just rolls right off the tongue, man. I mean, we we did it all in season one. We weren't going to stop in season two. Not a goddamn sight. Anyways, like I said, we are going to be talking about what we feel like we could have done better in in like a movie or a franchise or whatever. So, Andrew, do you have a specific piece of media that you feel like you could have done better? So one I'm going to talk about. Ow, that hurt. Um, no, I never heard of that movie, but yeah, no, that hurt. <laughs> is oh, Ready to Rumble? Okay, okay. I don't... And for those of you who do not know what Ready to Rumble is, it is a movie in the early 2000s. 2000, yeah, yeah, early 2000s. That was a basically a WWE movie. WCW. WCW movie. Same, same general yeah. idea. WCW movie that. Uh, starred David Arquette and the the short blonde guy from Hawaii Five O. I don't remember his that name. That guy. He's in he's in a lot of stuff. I just I don't just, remember I his name. His name. Yeah. But for me, with Ready to Rumble, the reason I think I I don't think I would have replaced any of the actors. Um, I think the actors were fine as what they were doing. What I would want to do is the storyline never added up half the time. Mm -hmm. There were so many times where one minute. Okay, we all know, most of the time, if you don't know now, well, I'm about to educate you. Wrestling scripted. Wrestling mm. is choreographed. It's There's a reason there's something called kayfabe. I'm, am, I, am I wrong in saying that it is, it's operatic? It's basically a soap opera for males. That's for, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but one thing they always did was one minute, it was, it was fake. It was a show. It was always this. And then the next minute they're like, no, it's not fake. It's not it's not a work. It's not anything. So they never kept in the movie to that. Was it fake or was it not? They should have, and that's what really irritated me. Because you know, I'm a wrestling fan. I I wrestle. Mm -hmm. And it is. It's choreographed. It's a soap opera. It's a dance. You know, you have your partner, and if they don't do the right thing, you might get hurt. So they couldn't keep up with is it fake or is it not? And that's one part that really irritated me is if you're going to have a storyline, if you're going to have something as a wrestling movie, make it genuine. Mm. Make it what it is. Like I said, back in the day, back in 2000, most people knew at that point it was choreographed. Most people knew it was kayfabe. Yeah. And if you didn't, well, by that movie, you did. And then a lot of, and then there was other parts of it like, uh, Part of it is there's this guy named uh, the King, which is David Arquette and the other dude. No, no, no. Uh, Oliver Platt plays the King. Yeah, that's what I was. I was getting there. I was. Oh, explain. I thought I thought you said David Arquette. No, was, no, I was. Okay. No, no. You look. My bad. My bad. The King was Oliver Platt, and David Arquette and his buddy, the blonde guy, that was their favorite wrestler. Oh King. yeah, yeah. And in one of the scenes, is you watch. This is a good point of it's. Is it fake or is it not? Uh, Diamond Dallas Page shoot on the king and because he uh he was like oh no uh the 
Booker there was done with the King because he was the world champion. He was like, no, it's time for him to go. So Diamond Dallas played shot on him, which basically means he turned it real. Mm-hmm. And beat the living crap out of the King, took the belt, blah, blah, blah. So David Arquette and his uh, his buddy, Scott Can. Scott Can. There we go. Uh, went to go find the King and go try to train him back into getting back into wrestling. Well, and there's this part where I can't remember the trainer's name, but they find him. And he's supposed to be this. Sal un- Bandini. Sa- Sal Bandini. Yes, yeah, Sal. And he's supposed to be this, uh, you know, underground guy who like he trains them and like out of his uh apartment or whatever you're not supposed to be able to know where he is so it's like they never explain how david arquette and uh the other dudes literally scott can scott can's character found him and then there's uh the nitro girls and one of the girls uh is like david arquette's love and blah 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 it's supposed to be his love interest but she's just using him she turns out to be a bad guy and she's talking to the promoter and she somehow tells him the name, and somehow automatically the promoter knows where Sal lives. And it makes no sense. It's like that's where it was like if he's supposed to be doing this out underground, not really knowing where he is, how do they know where he is at? I, I, I really don't think he's underground. I really think people like he he was out in the open. I don't think he was hiding. Well, uh, in, not in the, hiding in the movie. No, like I don't think he was like I don't think you needed like a secret password to get in because. They they just found him online, not lying. They just found him. They like he probably had like a poster up. I'm not discussing the whole intricacies yeah. of this world because it's a movie. Yeah, but they I'm pretty sure it wasn't like an underground thing. Like you could just look up Sal Bandini and he was and his address is right there. I feel as though, but I feel as though what you're saying is, it's it was kind of it was kind of a weird mishmash of wrestling's fake. Yeah. But I, I think I think in the I think the whole thing is like wrestling's fake, but there's still assholes who do real harm. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, trust movie. me. So I've had that happen myself. But like what I was saying is, yeah, they're probably easier way to find Sal. But like when uh, the dude's promoter he sends his henchman out, which was I think Sid Vicious and I think it was Bam Bam Bigelow. One Sal's a ninety year old dude. He's like a, a, he's very old. And he somehow beats the living shit out of these supposed to be monsters. And it's like, that also doesn't make sense to me. That'd be like Ric Flair coming out now and trying to beat up Braun Strowman. <laughs> it's like, they never were consistent with anything. Like, half the time it wasn't consistent. Like, there's, in the, the climax of it all, there's supposed to be this, it was a three-story cage thing. Which, to be honest, would be kind of dope in real life. Uh, they did it. They did it one time and it bombed. But they also didn't do it how they did it in the movie, so like I think it was just it was a it was a clusterfuck in the. It, in, it in seems the show. it seems as though in the movie it's pretty straightforward. You yeah. had to reach the top. It yeah. was kind of like a hybrid ladder. It was like a ladder match mixed with a cage match. So yeah. it was it was a cage ladder. Yeah, kind of thing. But there's a point where uh, Diamond Dallas's Page's buddies they break into the cage and somehow they break off the lock. But then Goldberg and Booker T and stuff come down to come save the king. And there's a new lock on it, on the door. It's like Because they brought a lock. Yeah, but like if that's what you're going to do, they don't show them bringing the lock. It just randomly is on there again. And it's like, what the fuck? I, yeah. It is, it, like if you're going to do that, show the person putting the lock on. That's what I mean. It's like they weren't consistent with – because if you didn't know they brought another lock – 
or you weren't paying that close attention to see the lock-in. I think it was in Vicious's hands. I think it was in Sid's hands. You wouldn't know that they locked up the cage again because you don't see that. Like, they don't show them doing it. So it's like, it made no sense. But again, in in it is a movie. So it's more, it's more scripted than a wrestling match. Yeah. But in in that, movies also have this uh, grace of, connecting the dots of having of having the audience connect the dots because with wrestling it's a live audience so yeah. they everyone sees yeah everything everyone sees it so they they have to be more telegraphic yeah. with like oh yeah oh yeah. i'm locking the door yeah. I'm, I'm breaking in I'm, they have to be more telegraphic with it and i feel as though that's why people uh, call wrestling fake is it's more telegraphed oh yeah it's more like it's quite it's, 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 it's very like yeah. hey i'm here it's I'm more loud yeah. but that's you're, it's it's just like acting yeah. on a stage. On oh, a, yeah. it's like acting on a play. You have to play to the crowd, and you have to play to the back row, essentially. Yeah. And I feel as though their movies are allowed a certain grace of like, oh, I know what happened. This is the bad guys brought along. Yeah. Well, and one thing that another part that really bothered me was uh, there's a part right before the climax where the promoter I can't remember the promoter's name is talking to Sting. And he basically says, if you help uh, the king or if you do anything, bad things will happen. Sting comes in and helps the king. And, like, the promoter's right there watching him do this. And he doesn't do anything. So there's no consistency there either. Like, I think for me, storyline-wise, for that movie, I would have just wanted, if I could do it better, I would have been more consistent about things. Mm. Like, I would have been, I would have stuck to, no, it's choreographed. It's fake. It's, it's, it's scripted. And never shown it not being that. Like, I would have even, like, when Diamond Dallas Page, the whole shoot part where he takes the belt, even turned that into a story part of, no, it's still choreographed. King knew it was going to happen. But they weren't consistent about it. They show him getting shot on, beating the living shit out of him. Then they go to his trailer, uh, David Dave Arcot, Arquette, Arquette, what the fuck was I trying to say, and Scott Kahn. And then he's like, oh, it's fake. It's a dance. Even though literally five or ten minutes before this, he just got his ass kicked. And he's not saying that. But I'm, but as, as it being a movie, it is, <laughs> it is, it is time constraint. Because yeah. with the WCW and with the WWE and Impact and all those, yeah. all those wrestling oh, yeah, companies, yeah. they have a longer time frame to allow these storylines to to unfold develop. and stuff like yeah. that and to develop because I the whole Kane and Undertaker brother rivalry oh, that was, or that, team up yeah. and all that stuff that was years, years. Yeah. and that was also like a year or two in the making where they were just they beefed they talked about it, they yeah. beefed up under they beefed up uh, Undertaker like having him be like be all and all is was he a heel like was he always a heel or i he or was he more of a like a just a neutral so he was kind of a they started him out as a heel but people started cheering him and he kind of became tweener i don't think he's ever been one or the other he's yeah. kind of been neutral yeah okay but yeah no i get what you're saying too so but yeah they are they allowed undertaker yeah. to just grow and they allowed his story to grow and stuff like that and they and then and then they started to talk up Kane like, yeah. oh, Kane's this monster. Yeah. Your little brother, he's huge, and all this. He's, he's coming for you yeah. and stuff like that. No, twenty, no, 20 yeah. years in the making. So they were 
in in wrestling wrestling they're allowed to unfold this storyline but within the confines of an hour and 20 minute movie yeah hour hour 20 minute hour half movie they have to they have to give you backstory, they have to give you middle story, and they have to give you the conclusion and all that stuff. Oh, no, so yeah, I completely agree with that. I feel as though you're right as it needed to be streamlined because it did – it was like kind of bounced off of like, oh, it's fake. No, it's not. It's fake. No, it's not. But I feel as though when the King and Diamond Dallas Page are fighting in the beginning and uh, Diamond Dallas just beats him up, yeah. I feel as though that wasn't – that wasn't supposed to be a part of it. Yeah. It's like – like the promoter said, it's just kill him, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the part where, like I said, like I think for me what I would have done better too is just more consistency of everything. Yeah, like, streamline it. Yeah. Streamline it. And then not only that, what really bothered me the most about this movie is they had WCW in they called it the stadium or they the New York Stadium. It was Madison Square Garden. Yeah. WCW, if you're a wrestling, you know. They've never. That's WWC country. That's W or WWE WCC. Oh, I what I was actually. That's WWE. Just a bunch of acronyms. Out yeah. <laughs> that's WWE. Like no other company that I can think of has ever wrestled in Madison Square Garden. I feel. I feel though. Ready to Rumble is not based. No. Like not totally based in reality because it, Goldberg's in it, and I don't think Goldberg was WCW. No, Goldberg not, was strictly WCW for ninety five percent of his time. What's his name? Was it Goldberg? Goldberg. That's where he started his streak. Goldberg was WCW was it, up until no. Like I, who am I think? Oh no 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 no. Sorry sorry. I confused Goldberg with Austin. Oh yeah no. Austin wasn't in it at all. I, I confused Goldberg. With I was like Steve Austin. Goldberg was strictly WCW. Same with Steve. Like most of the people they had were strictly WCW to up until. A few years. Like, Sting made it to WWE for a little bit, but now he's in AEW. Goldberg was WCW up until, I think, like, 2004 or so. Like, even when they WCW died, Goldberg didn't sign with WWE for a while. Yeah. So, so I, was, I was just saying. I was like, no, Goldberg was strictly. But even then. They're both big and, they're both big and bald. So. Yeah. Um, but that's what I mean. Is like, if, if you're going to do a wrestling movie, make it consistent because, like, it is frustrating as a wrestling fan to see some of that stuff. You're like, that's that wouldn't happen. That's never happened. Like, fun fact with it, there's actually a little snippet where you see John Cena because <laughs> they're training at a gym, and it just happened to be the gym. Or Goldberg's at this gym training, and just so happened to be the actual gym Cena trains at. So he's like just there, and he's like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> so it's like, oh, Cena made a WCW uh, appearance before anything. Uh, if you want to talk about a good wrestler movie, a good a good um movie about like WWE and like WWE wrestling and all that stuff, um, yeah. it's called the Wrestler. With the Wrestler is the, the best. with Mickey yeah. Rourke. Yeah, I think I I feel as though that captures the whole like in the movie he's uh, a aged wrestler very he's aged. aged but he's all he was also in the indie circuit i don't think he ever went no he did make it big screen okay for a little bit but big yeah. screen but he show, but he wrestled yeah. in the indie circuit for a while so it shows that in the in in the wrestler the movie it shows like all right this is what's gonna happen you're gonna hit me i'm yeah. gonna yeah. i'm gonna throw you We're, you're yeah. gonna jump on me and all that stuff but the pain is real oh all and the it, you see that the pain is real like he actually gets cut and he he actually is, like bleeds and stuff like that, and at the end, the wrestling kills him. Yeah. So that's well, we're 
pretty sure it killed him. They never really it, it, show. It's an open ended yeah. movie, but I I like basically basically the whole whole leading up to that is him like oh, I'm fucking done. Yeah. Like my if I wrestle, I will die. Yeah. And well, and that's when like I think honestly, the wrestler is by far the greatest wrestling movie because it does show all that. Because like I said I'm a wrestler. It does hurt. Like my knees are permanently fucked because of it. And I'll just put it this way. The Wrestler is such a good movie. I watched this guy named Brian Zane. Uh, Wrestling with Gret on YouTube if you ever you guys ever want to check it out. He did a full series of all wrestling movies. And he shit on every one of them except that one. He even tried. He's like, I can't shit on this movie. It's it's too damn good. I do I do enjoy it. It is a good movie. Yeah. It, even if you don't like wrestling. It's it, a good movie. Even, yeah, if you don't like wrestling. if you Even if you despise the WWE or whatever. Yeah. I highly recommend it. It is a good it is a good movie about this guy trying and just everything not going his yeah. way. And it like he tries to mend his relationship with his daughter. He fucks it up. Yeah. He tries to bring a relationship on. He fucks Fuck it up. up. And the whole point is like the only thing he has never been able to fuck up was wrestling. Yeah. Was the one thing he loved to do. And what I love about that is it does show the true aspect cuz wrestling does take a lot. Like you do lose relationships. You lose family sometimes. You lose a lot of things. You lose jobs. You lose. I mean, there was one time I literally had a call out for work. Um, well, not call out, but I had to ask for the day off for a wrestling show. And I almost lost my job if I didn't come in the next day. They were like, you can have this day off, but you have to do this. Like, you have to work three doubles in a row to do it, which I did. But it's true. It's like you can lose. So the wrestler is one movie I don't. I don't think you could ever touch like five stars. Five yeah. stars are across. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Well, like I said, Ready to Rumble. It's it's one of those movies. It's so bad. It's good. It, it's a it's one of those movies where you're like, eh, it's stupid, but yeah. it's an hour and a half. My brain can turn off. Yeah. I'm fine. But there is some parts where it's like, I wish they were more consistent, more consistent about things. Because like, even there's a part where Goldberg's like, oh, I'm never gonna help the king. Fuck him. He fucked me over. He fucked my relate. Like he fucked my life over. And then at the end, he's helping him again. It's like, okay, get why. Yeah, he finally saw what the king, but like, it's still like, that wasn't like, why would you literally be like, no, fuck this guy? And then be like, oh, no, never mind. That, but he wasn't the first aggressive flip flopper. No. Video, oh, hell no. So. No, no. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyways, we, we, we just had a, a brief pause for a brief pause for me to show him the uh, wrestling. The uh, the movie and stuff like yeah. that. So, but, but yeah, it's... I think, like I said, actors around they did good where they were put and their the parts. Just storyline, I would have changed. Yeah, I I think I could have done it. Like I said, I'd have just kept it more consistent. Maybe I'm not saying I could have done it like 100 better, but I, like I would have kept it consistent. Of this is what you should be keeping all around. Like yeah, like you said, it was an hour and a half. You have only so much time to build a story, but you could have still done it and been consistent. Mm. I feel as though they should have um, they should have um, talked up the king more, like yeah. because because you only get like uh, maybe like a minute, minute and a half of like, oh, he's the greatest, he's yeah. the best, he's the greatest, he's the best. Okay, I get it. You think he's the greatest, he's the best, but like maybe just a little bit of a, like a montage of him like winning the title, throwing yeah. throwing someone off of a ladder or something like that. Just just show just. Give us a little bit more of why we should give a shit about the, king. the downfall of the king. Because, like, yeah, if you even think about it, 
the only time you see the king wrestle is at the end. At the end, in the match with the doubt, yeah. where he gets jumped. But you don't see any footage of, wait, how do you get the title? Why is he the best? Why has he not lost yet? Why is this? Why is the promoter so done with him? Like, he's obviously good for a reason, but why? That would be like us going in and being like, if you're not a wrestling fan, maybe I'm like, hey, let me show you a Stone Cold match. He's the best. He's the best. He's the best. But I don't explain why, and I show you one match of his. And, and he fails. And he fails. Yeah. Well, why is he the best? Well, let me show you after. Like, So, yeah, it just made no sense of you're building this guy up for two or three minutes. Then he gets crushed down, but you don't see why he was so great beforehand. I feel as though, I feel as though maybe at least – 20 minutes of the movie should have been dedicated to the wrestling yeah. aspect to like uh, of like not like matches and stuff like that but it should have been a dedicated to like uh, like Jimmy be like Jimmy like oh he's he's good he's 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 like the up and comer and all that stuff so um he's like the up and comer and all that stuff and basically like like basically show us why he's a legend and all that stuff. No, and I completely agree because there, there was none. There was no build for it um, for that. And it makes no sense. Like, yeah, like I said, if you're going to do that, show us why we should give a fuck. Yeah. No, I totally agree. So, yeah, I think for me, like I said, I wouldn't recast anyone. But for me, what I think I could have done better is made it more consistent, more streamlined, more... It was what... Sleeker. Yeah. Sleeker. No, I don't. And... Uh, before we, before you finish what you're saying, uh, R.I.P. Randy Savage. Yeah. Oh, definitely. My man, man. Can we, just for a second, can we talk about how cool Macho Man oh, was? Dude, Macho Man was I loved shit. Macho Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, brother. It was snapping to a Slim Jim. Well, I mean, I remember us talking about our collections, and one of my dream collections is having a Funko or an action figure of him in the Slim Jim. You know, you know, you know what my dream for my collection is? His fucking pink fringe jacket oh hell yeah i would fucking hang i said there would be you wouldn't be able to peel me out of it yeah Just, no <laughs> Devin, you need to get rid of you need to put away randy said no it's mine it's mine there's a couple or of his, his hat yeah oh all his like there's a couple of his gears i would love to have oh, too, man. but Just, oh my god he was in Spider-Man too. I just love the fact that I would he was love in just to have his bone saw stuff. Oh no, bone size. <laughs> the best Ray. line in it. I got you for three minutes. Three minutes of playtime. That's totally something Randy would say too. I, God, man, did you know actually, um, when he was still alive and when he was wrestling, they did a blood test. They did a they did tests and medical tests on oh, him, yeah. and they found a. They found traces amount of blood in his cocaine system. Yeah. That's <laughs> fucked. <laughs> oh, come on. You can't be that without oh, no, drugs. No. Oh, no. Dude, him and Ultimate Warrior were fucked up on everything. <laughs> him and Ultimate Warrior were just sitting there just going, yeah. They were trying to see who could do more at the same time. And then you got Ric Flair's fucking, woo! No. See, see, Ric Flair, when he tries to go, uh, donate blood it's type moonshine <laughs> it's just alcoholism and it's sad and, and no no his is type 80 proof <laughs> rick flair you can just that's why his name is rick flair is just because anytime he burps it's just a small fire yeah but okay so that's the one i would go with what what would you what, how do you want to start what would you right. think you could do better well i have a bit of a loftier goal than just one movie okay i feel as though you good yeah I feel as though I could have done a whole cinematic universe better. 
Okay. Okay. I know it is. It sound. It sounds hard, and it sounds like a gigantic task. But I feel as though I could. I could have done this franchise better. And the franchise I'm talking about is the Dark Universe okay. or the Universal Monster, which is kind of, which was kind of stupid because of how they tried to go about it because it's the same problem that the DC had the the DC that DC had of they were trying to go too fast because it was what man of steel Batman versus Superman Wonder Woman Justice League yeah that was kind of that was and then Aquaman after and then Aquaman after like why are you doing an origin story for Aquaman when he's already been in the Justice League Because they were trying to do that with the Avengers. They were trying to catch up to Marvel. So Marvel, by the time DC started their extended universe, you know DC doesn't even claim the extended universe part. They they don't like the DCEU. No one at Warner Brothers says it. It's Mm. it was coined by a fan on some forum. But what I was saying is by the time the DC EU was trying to get up and running. Marvel already had what, maybe 10, 15 movies under their belt. I want to say by the time I think they were I think they were in Infinity War or maybe like a couple movies Close before that. I think it was a uh, Civil War. Okay. Yeah, so that's when they tried to I think start when up Justice League came out Civil War just came out. Okay, yeah. So like that. But yeah, at least 10 movies. But yeah, it, it they had a lot under their belt and they didn't basically DC was trying to sprint as fast as it could to catch up to to fucking Marvel yeah. while Marvel was was doing a leisurely stroll. Yeah. Because these characters already had the groundwork like for Batman at least. Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman, they well not Wonder Woman, but Batman and Superman, they had what? Maybe a, they had movies. They both had a, a few movies. movies they both had a few m- movies under their belt like yeah. Batman had the the t- uh, the Tim the, Burton one the with two Tim Burton so so with um with Michael Keaton and, and then it no Michael no. Keaton was the two Tim Burton yeah. ones then you got the um Joel Schumacher which was uh Val Kilmer yep. and then it was George Clooney and he was in two right no George Clooney was just one it was Val Kilmer and then George that's Clooney. right so and it was then, the nipples yeah it was it was the nipples and then mm-hmm. you had the Christian Bale series. And then you had the Christian Bale, so the one, three. two, three. And then you had uh, Ben Affleck. Which was Batman versus Superman. Batman versus Superman. He was also in Suicide Squad yeah. before that. But anyways, so they tried to they tried to sprint to catch up while yeah. Marvel already laid the groundwork. Yeah. Marvel already showed you how like you do you do one movie at a time, you dole them out every year, year or two. So yeah. like you want you want a Batman. Here's a Batman. You want a Superman? Here's a Superman. You want a Wonder Woman? Here's a one. Well, meanwhile, DC was going, here, have them all. Yeah. Well, and like, if you think about it with the Marvel MCU, the, you, the Marvel, well, and, Marvel Cinematic. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow. The Marvel, Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Um, the MCU. Yeah. You didn't get Avengers until six movies in or so. I feel it was, I, I remember it was Iron Man. No, it was Incredible Hulk, then Iron Man. Well, we, we talked about yeah. Technically, the Incredible Hulk's not in the MCU. No, so it was Iron Man. Then I think it was Iron Man two. Then Thor. Iron Man three, I think. No, Iron Man three was after Avengers. 
I, I hold hold on one second. I wanna I wanna get this right. Wait. I don't wanna I don't wanna be talking out of my ass because wait one second. I got you. I got you. Ha! I already found it. Yeah, it was Iron Man, Iron Man two, Thor, then the Avengers is what happened. Yeah, no, Captain America first. Well, in chronological, yeah. but the movies that came out. Yeah. In. The MCU, but the, technically Captain America was before the Avengers. So they had four or five. They had four or five movies before they brought out the ensemble yeah. team, and they only had three. They only had two movies technically. Really two, yeah. Technically, before they brought out the ensemble, because Wonder Woman came either after. out after or with. Right. Yeah, with I think maybe. Yeah. And that's just kind of they. They should have slowed it down. Yeah. Um, but. Bringing it back to um, the dark, universe. the dark universe, which is they ran while Marvel walked, DC sprinted. Fucking the the dark universe tried to shoot itself out of a cannon and ended up hitting a fucking wall. Yeah, in the first twenty seconds of the first movie by putting up the dark universe yeah. on over the universal logo, which the MCU didn't get the name till the Avengers. I'm yeah. pretty sure the Mar like that, Marvel yeah. extended universe. I'm pretty sure yeah. it didn't get that name till then. And they, and it wasn't even them that gave it. It was a fan. Yeah. Who made it. Yeah. And it was so, yeah, but they tried the dark universe. We're claiming it. We have, we're going to have so much. And then they fell so hard on their face with the mummy. So fucking hard. It was so fucking. It was tragic. It was tragic because I feel as though I I said this in the beginning. Do not plan for a sequel. No. Do not plan for like Iron Man didn't plan for Iron Man two. No. Iron Man was just going. I'm Iron Man. This is what I'm going to be, and this is. You can watch Iron Man as a standalone and never watch any of the other MCU. And you're fine. And you will completely understand what that character is about. You don't yeah. need any backstory from three movies back or anything like that. No, you just watch Iron Man. I know what's going on. Yeah. And you can do that with Iron Man one, two and three. You can just watch those succinctly and it has nothing to do with like, maybe there's like little cherries of like, Oh, this is the oh, Captain America is a person yeah. or, uh, or the Hulk's over here. But it's just like, they're all standalone movies, yeah. quote unquote, yeah. standalone movies. While DC fuckered up and they were like, uh, oh, Batman's just here. Yeah. Batman's here. I think the one that was a standalone movie was Man of Steel. Because yeah. you didn't need to watch you didn't need to watch anything to get to that point. Like yeah. Man of Steel was I feel as though Man of Steel was supposed to be their Iron Man, was yeah. supposed to be their starting point. Mm -hmm. And then Batman versus Superman and all that stuff, whatever. But the mummy fell so hard on their face is because they were trying to cram so many Easter eggs and so many... Why are you yelling at me? Sorry, the computer was just being an asshole. One, like me and you have talked about, is they made the mummy, and it wasn't even about the mummy. Oh, no, 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 like, no, no, no. It was, it was about Tom Cruise. Yeah. That was it. That's, okay, that's another thing. I would not put Tom Cruise in it. Because... Another thing, another thing that pisses me off about movies or movies in general, is it's sometimes the movie's not what the movie's about. Say like in Godzilla, yeah. or 
or Transformers or anything with giant, like giant yeah. creatures or something like that. It's never about them. It's never about Godzilla fucking up Mutos for yeah. an hour and a half because God forbid we have something cool. God forbid you're able to see Godzilla in the first 20 like, minutes. Yeah. God forbid you were able to see the full fucking creature. Yeah. Like you don't see Godzilla in his full glory until fucking Kong versus Zilla. Really? Yeah. You don't see part. it. He's always hidden in the shadows. How do you hide something the size of the Empire State Building in the shadows? I mean, like, even in King of Monsters. Yeah, still it's is... very dark. Yeah. It's very dark. They always fight at night. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> and all the fights in fucking Godzilla versus King Kong were in the daytime. Yeah. Ooh, really? Yeah. Uh, so it pissed me off. But it's never about them. It's always about the humans. Yeah. In it. And shock and awe, I don't give a shit about what dickhead sergeant number two is going is like why he's not allowed to be with his wife because she's over on one side of the state and he's over on the other and godzilla's in the middle i don't give yeah. a shit about that exactly i don't care yeah i don't care that quicksilver can't get any booty what that no because in godzilla 2014 yeah in the first one that's that's the guy who plays quicksilver yeah, yeah and the girl who plays his wife yeah chick who plays fucking scarlet witch yeah so you're just sitting there, just like you. You should get done watching Age of Ultron. You're like, ew, <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> well, and the funny part is too is uh, in Kong versus Godzilla, the dude that plays that scientist. Yeah, he is Eric Skarsgård, or not Eric Skarsgård. He's it's Skarsgård. Well, that's it, but uh, his uh, his actual what's his first actual name? Because he plays Eric in True Blood. Yeah, but Eric in True Blood is like this beefy, dominant, amazing vampire who beats the living shit out of people. But this character in the in Congress is just a pussy, so it's so funny. Yeah, I don't give a shit about. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit about human characters, and that's where in those type of movies, and that's where and that's where the mummy fell flat on his face because it was always it's, it was about the human characters. Because okay, so in the Brandon Fraser mummy, yes, it was about the human characters, but the human characters added purpose. To the, the movie, yeah. they they had they were on an expedition. They uncovered the mummy. They opened the curse, and shit got and, and didn't hit the shit got right. And it like uh, looked like the mummy's first wife. Or no, something. he just picked her. I oh, just like, picked her. He was like, "You're gonna right. you're gonna be this." Yeah. Basically, he's like, "This is a nice cup. I'm gonna put my wife in here." Yeah. Essentially, but I couldn't remember 100. So I just love Brendan Fraser's mummy. Yeah, it's because they actually it's cheesy, it's campy, but, but like you said, they, they understood. They they understood, but they like you said, they made it about like yes, the humans had a factor, but they made it more about the mummy. And they and they did the thing in the beginning where they explained. They didn't explain it to an overabundant because there's so much. There's such thing as too much explanation, yes. but they did enough yeah. explaining of like ooh. This guy, he's the bad guy. He's coming back. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. We got you. Now here's the movie. Yeah. Uh, but <sighs> Tom Cruise's mummy didn't do that. And it it just focused on him being a pirate or a know. treasure hunter or something yeah. like that. And you got Nick from New Girl in it. And I, he's a good actor on TV. Not no the movie. Not for the, not for not for the mummy at least. Yeah. So, I feel as though I would have put uh, a relatively unknown in the quote unquote main lead of 
of the uh, of the mummy. Yeah, I would I would put someone who hadn't really had a lot of exposure. Uh, yeah, screen time or exposure and stuff like that. So he was allowed to just uh, so he was allowed to kind of fade. Not really, not, not to the point where he's like he's not in the movie. Like it's pointless to have him in the movie, but he's not overshadowing the mummy true, in yeah, itself. Yeah, true story. What it should be. So oh, here's here's basically here's how I would start off the first mummy. I would I would I would go away from the pyramids. Okay. I would I would pull back away from Giza and all that stuff because Egypt's a pretty big place. Yeah. Egypt's huge. So what I was thinking is some sort of lost city rediscovered by an archaeological team and they call in the big they call they call in a like a big company okay. for this um for this expedition like someone who knows his stuff you know who uh, you know weirdly enough i think would be good in kind of like not stealing the lead but be also being good enough to be in the movie <laughs> adam driver Okay. Kylo Ren. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's kind of like the... He kind of looks like an archaeologist, too. Yeah, weirdly like, enough. It yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So him and the lead actress, they kind of like... And I don't like this whole, like, what are you doing here? This is my dig. Yeah. No, this is my dig. I... Why? A fuck. They're both... They're both scientists. They're yeah. both... They're both scientists, and they're both studying the human condition. Why do you got to fight? Like, I would, I would not put in a fight. Yeah. Like, a conflict between the humans, because... You're gonna have a bigger conflict with the fucking mummy. Yeah. And um. And then, yeah. So I would have them go to the archaeological site, and they they dig and all that stuff, and they they, they discovered a forgotten tomb. Yeah. Of a, not a pharaoh, not a king, just the ruler of this forgotten city. Yeah. And they open they open up, and then the curse of the mummy okay. pops up. And again, I want it to be in like in the Brendan Fraser movie. It's more of a slow burn of yeah. like because it wasn't just, it wasn't immediate like rah yeah. in the Brendan Fraser. It was like they opened it. Ooh, shit's shit's getting weird. We better get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So it's kind of a slow burn to the curse. Yeah. And um, i i had a I had a character. I had a character. Like an actor that I really I feel would fit perfectly as the as the mummy. Okay, I found him. Rami Malek. Okay, the guy who played Freddie Mercury. Yeah, yeah. He I feel like he could have do a good in like he Embodiment has a, of a mummy. Yeah. A, he because he already played a mummy technically in yeah. uh, uh in Night at the Museum. Yeah, but I feel as though he wouldn't talk. He wouldn't yeah. talk, so he wouldn't have to learn lines. I feel yeah. like so he has. A good face for to be yeah. imposing, but he's not super jacked. Yeah, and mummies, if you think about it, they never were super jacked. They're either. emaciated. Yeah. They're they're literally they're skin stretched over skeleton. Yeah. That's all mummies are. So I feel Rami Malek would be good. Like no talking, no nothing. He's just there. there. Yeah, and he's slowly trying to regain power and stuff yeah. like that. How he does, I haven't really figured it out. And I don't want. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't make it like a whole like, oh, he had a love and he, she was lost to the times. No, like, I, I feel as though my, my mummy wouldn't give a shit because yeah. that's what happened in the first mummy too, yeah. uh, in, in Brendan Fraser mummy and in the Tom Cruise mummy 
where he's like, oh, she was the concubine of the pharaoh or something like that. Like, no, I, nothing. It's yeah. just he was he was power hungry. He was evil for the sake of being evil. He's not doing this because he has some long lost love or someone he's missing. No, he's just doing this because he wants power and he's greedy and he wants to control. That's all yeah, my mummy's makes doing. Makes sense, yeah. And so Adam Driver is trying to figure out how to try to read through it and all that stuff, trying to read and all that stuff. And they bring in they bring in someone who's well versed in the monsters and the mythology and all that stuff like that. And you don't learn his name. He's just he's just, he's just a, there. He's just a doctor you don't understand and all that stuff. And um, at the end of the movie, they they lock the mummy away. They don't kill him because in they just reverse the curse and they don't kill. Him. So therefore, you can bring him back. Yeah. See see where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And they're at the end. They're think they're like, okay, thank you, doctor. Thank you so much for helping us. Um, we appreciate this. Um, and they they try they try to say um, they they're just like being overly formal. He's like, please call me Abraham. Oh. And then they're like, okay, Abraham, we'll see you later. And then you close the door and you see Helsing. There you go. Right on it. And that's how I would do the mummy. That's how I would start it off. Okay. And then I would go into a Dracula movie, a vampire movie. But this is a little bit different of uh, – this is a little bit different in the fact that we don't start off in Transylvania. Okay. We don't start off in um, – we start off in New York where he's already accustomed to modern life and all that stuff. And I feel – What's his name? Luke. Luke Evans. Um, he was um. He was the guy who shot Smog in The Hobbit. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, Gaston in the live action Beauty. And the oh, okay, okay. So yeah. him, because he did play a good Dracula. So yeah. I want to keep him. I want to keep him. But he's um. He's not looking. He's more. I I feel as though I want him to be more of a strictly like a. Like a monster in a man, like a wolf in sheep's clothing. That's okay. all. It is. Because in the Dracula Untold story, where he does play Dracula, <coughs> excuse me, where he does play Dracula, it is another like lost love kind of situation where he's doing this for his wife and all that bullshit. Like, no, I kind of wanted to be very more more or less historically accurate or more historically closer to vlad the impaler the guy dracula is based off of like yeah. he was just a cruel violent sociopath who liked to impale people and i would i would kind of do that i would kind of show that he still has that impaling method where he is like it's like a dinner scene where he's talking to people and he's like hello and all that stuff and like yeah. thank you for coming and he has like a, a skinny fork or and he's just Jams it into like a uh, like a canapé of like a little sausage or something okay. like that, and then he holds it up and he goes, "You just see in his eyes like a glimmer of happiness, where mm-hmm. it's just like, huh." And basically, all that stuff happens, and he's trying to build up his harem to of vampire women to procreate, basically make make a vampire make a vampire bloodline essentially. Okay, yeah. 
because he's he because he what he found out is when he bites people and they turn they're not full vampires they're more like ghouls and stuff like that like so they have to he figures out he needs a pure born vampire so he's trying to figure out how to do that and he's trying to figure out if if he bites someone and has a kid with basically he's just trying to have a son that's all it is the and he's being chased through this whole movie by Helsing. Okay. And again, I don't want I want Helsing to be kind of a like a mystery, not really like a not really like a oh, who is he or something. I kind of more want him to be like like hidden in the shadows. Like you don't see his face when he's talking to um Adam Driver or yeah the girl in the mummy and you don't, and you, and he just has this big old hat and his trench coat pulled up and you don't see his face and all that stuff, basically making him more of a, making him a monster for the monsters and all yeah. that stuff. And that's kind of what I'm saying. He's being chased by it and all that stuff. Okay. And at the end of that movie, Dracula is slain. He's killed just like in the original source material, but it's too late. Okay. Dracula already had a son. Okay. And then from there, I would go into the Frankenstein movie. Okay. And I would want the Frankenstein movie to be more closer to this boy. That's kind of my thing. It's like I want them to be closer to the novelizations and all that stuff with minor, with loose adaptations here and there. Uh, and in the Frankenstein movie, I want adam or the monster to be more intelligent to be yeah. more handsome basically that's what he was he was yeah. a handsome he was handsome in the book and i feel as though the person i would have to play the monster i'm i'm tossed up between chris evans or chris hemsworth okay that, that is a, i'm not sure they both would, i think would do good I think Hemsworth is more height wise, but I feel as though Chris Evans has the—he's the better looking one. Not not, not even better the better looking. looking. I feel as though he's had a lot of um he he's had a lot of emotional roles. Yeah, too. that's what I'm saying. So yeah. he's he's shown me range. Yeah, he's shown me range. Chris Evans, he's a good guy and all that stuff. He's shown good range in no Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. he's shown good range in Thor movies, but I feel as though Chris Evans, I would have to lean towards. Okay, but like I said, these aren't these aren't like set in stone and all yeah. that stuff like that. I will, I might be subject to change these ones, but like I said, he's the main, he's the main, um, monster. So yeah. he's, he's more intelligent. He's more attractive and he's lonely. He's scared. He's trying to show, he's trying to live essentially. But Victor, I want Victor to be a, uh, I want Victor to be more of the antagonist like he was in the books. Like, yeah. Basically, in the books, he thrusts this ma- he thrusts this creature into living, and then he just abandons him. Yeah. And who I who I want to play uh, Victor Frankenstein, and I feel as though he would do good as playing a as playing a weak but afraid is um the guy who played Pennywise in the in the newer one, not Tim Curry, uh, Skyguard. Yeah, the uh, Skarsgård's younger brother. Yeah, Bill. Bill Skarsgård. Bill yeah. Skarsgård. I feel as though he could do yeah. a good weaker Victor Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. Basically, he's trying to chase for, he's trying to chase Adam to just trying to kill him, just yeah. trying to destroy it. All this stuff, 
and it goes through the whole thing of where Victor chases him to the end of the to the to the Antarctic and then he dies and stuff like that. And then in the end, you see him go back to Man of Frankenstein down to the basement where he was down to the basement where he was created. Yeah. Yeah. Down to the basement where he's created and he lays uh, Victor Frankenstein down on the couch or something in there, just lays him down. And then you see him turn towards the tape. You see him turn towards the desk and stuff yeah. like that. And then you just see him place his hand, place his hand on the uh, desk and right next to his hand, it says uh, female. Oh yeah. So, to try to yeah, start the so basically that's kind of what I'm saying yeah. is um that's how I would do the Frankenstein movie, and I'm and that's basically that was that would be kind of my my phase one ish maybe okay. I think maybe I would put the Wolfman also in my phase one, and the Wolfman, I, it it would probably just be closer to the story a man gets cursed yeah. and all that stuff. Wolfman's pretty. It was kind of an easy one. It's to an do. easier one to do. So I feel as though it wouldn't be the same Wolfman. Like yeah. it could just be kind of a curse. Like yeah. he passes it on to a villager. Yeah. And again, Helsing would be in that one. Yeah. Like you would see Helsing. Like you, slowly grow into any Hel- movie. Helsing in my Helsing is kind of like weirdly enough the Nick Fury of my cinematic idea he puts them all he brings them all together not not really brings them all together but he's there in the movie because he's always in he was in iron man he was in captain america and all that stuff that's what i mean is he he's like that he doesn't bring all the monsters together but he's that niche of he's the staple that holds the pages yeah yeah, that's what i meant yeah yeah that's what i meant by like not brings them together but he's that like he's that staple that just makes it to where you understand why they're all yeah and i yeah, so basically he's always in all he's in all of these and I'm I'm torn between making it making it like just set in modern time. No, actually never mind. Never mind. I I thought I was having an internal conflict but I'm not. Yeah. Everything's fixed. Yeah. All right. Um no, but yeah, I, that's kind of my my phase one. my phase 1 of a, where it's the mummy, Dracula, uh Frankenstein than uh the wolfman and the wolfman the story would just kind of go through the emotions of monster kill it yeah oh no i was bit yeah and all that stuff so that's kind of my phase one makes sense yeah so yeah yeah that that's basically all that's basically what i had for that part yeah anyway so andrew what about your second show or second movie what about you so for my second show i got a couple it's reboots of of shows that when we were younger that really didn't either need to be rebooted or if they did do them a little bit different than how they did them Mm. like one i i'm going to start off with is uh girl meets world Mm. um like obviously keep the same cast because you can't have girls meets world without the boys meet rules people but I think what I would have done with that one is more have the story around, like, like it's it's basically around Corey and Topanga's kid with yeah. their friends. So, so it's basically kind of like it's it's boy meets world, but in girl version, which is fine. I get that, but it's almost like did we really need it? 
that's one of those ones where we didn't we didn't really need a reboot or no. we didn't need a sequel series yeah, to it. I guess not reboot, but sequel series. Because they took out a lot of the characters after it. Like, from Boy Meets World, it's like, I would have brought... You know, you don't see Sean much in it, I think, until maybe, like, the third season, then he's kind of in there. I think, honestly, what I would have done is had her best friend be, like, Sean's kid or something. To bring in that storyline, and then, you know, her her friend, the guy friend is... uh, Minkus is his son. Yeah. And you find that out later on, and they're like, what the fuck? I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't really... Like, I've only seen, like, maybe a handful of boys yeah. in Boy Meets World, and I've never seen Girl Meets so, World. So, but, okay, but for me, I think if, if you were going to do it, is it didn't need to be made. Yeah. Like, okay. But if you're going to do it, how I would do it better is bring them all together. Like, because you don't see... Eric, except for a couple times, I think you see Mr. Feeney once or twice, which he was old, I get it. A, but then what like really, a 90-year-old man yeah, at that point. What really made no sense is they had Corey be a teacher, which is, like, really weird, but they don't explain. I, I think maybe they do. I can't. It's been a while since I've watched, so I don't remember. But it's like, that is definitely never anything he ever wanted to be. So it's like, how did he just randomly become a teacher? I think they just needed another Mr. Feeney. Another Mr. Feeney, yeah. Yeah, and if you're going to do that, it's fine. But you should have had it not someone who was, like, learned from Mr. Feeney. Have it, like, or if you're going to do that, don't have it be Cordy. Don't have him be the teacher. Have it be, like, Mr. Feeney's, like, aunt, like not ancestor. <laughs> relative? <laughs> yeah, relative. Because then it would have made more sense. Because, like, yeah, Cory learned a lot and he helped a lot, the students a lot. But there was just so many aspects of what was this. Like, and... I just, I never really liked the sequels series of old school that like they did. I guess my biggest thing is I wouldn't have waited as long either. Oh yeah. That's another thing they that happened. I feel like, too long. yeah, I feel like we brought this up a while ago. It's just waiting too long. Yeah. You can't wait too long in the so, series. So like, like I said, keep the characters as, as they are, but make it more either don't do it as late as you did. Or if you're going to do it, make it more about everyone because they did that with fuller house too is they like they didn't even have all the characters like the olsen twins were gone from fuller house um i think i think all the old the adults were there like i think they were there sparingly yeah they were there like every once in a while and the thing is like if you're gonna do a reboot or a sequel series either have everyone or don't because like they did the same with uh raven's home I feel as though those reboot series, though, like the Fuller House, the Boy, Me- the Girl Meets World, and the Raven's Home, I it's literally just repackaging. It's re it's basically regifting the same thing. And that's what, yeah. So I think like with a, um, like especially with Raven's Home, I think the only people you got from the old series was Raven and uh, her friend. Uh, what was her friend's name? Chelsea or, yeah, or so, whatever it is. It's like they took out Corey, took yeah. out the mom and dad, which I can understand the mom and dad, but took out like half of the people. Like her other best friend isn't even involved. Mm-hmm. Oh, what was his name? Uh, the dude. I can't remember the dude's name, but 
It's been a minute since But then I've also, seen... not only that, then they made it to where I think one of her kids had the powers. Yeah, it was her son. Yeah, her son. It was essentially, it was essentially that so Raven with a penis. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine, but it's like, that almost is putting too much because now Raven still has her powers of the psychic powers and stuff. So it's like, why did her son need the powers too? Like, I get it. Okay, pass it down. You know, it's her kid. But at the same time, I think a lot of these sequel series or reboot series, they're nostalgia. So mm, for me, it. how I would have done it better is I wouldn't have waited as long. I would have been consistent with the characters. Bring back everyone or don't bring back anyone. Like if you're going to do the series, if you're going to either bring back everyone, unless you know they're gone or something, that's understandable. Or just don't do it. Yeah. Because now, because think about it, nostalgia wise, you watch Girl Meets World, you see Corey, you see Topanga. But a lot of time you don't see Sean, and the, and most of the time Boy Meets World it was it was Corey and Sean's friendship. Yeah. So everyone wants to see Sean, <laughs> and same with like and you want to see Mr. Feeney, you want to see all that. Like and I like I said I get with Girl Meets World it was about her, his daughter and her friends and all that that friendship. But at the same time it's like it it was literally like you said they redid everything but gender switch. Yeah. Like say like is it like you said with uh that Sir Raven with Raven's home, they just switched it. Yeah. Where her son has it. Mm. And so for me, like I said, if I were to do these shows better, I would have brought everyone back or not done it. I would have been consistent about the story. Cause like a lot of the stories too aren't don't ever coincide with each other. Yeah. Like Well, I feel as though something like Corey not Corey's house, um fuck Boy Meets World. And Girl Meets World, I feel as though those are more episodic. Where more, it's more like each each episode is its own contained thing. Yes, and but... and every once in a while you'll get like a two parter, and you'll have reoccurring characters and stuff like that. You'll have people from one episode coming into this episode and all that stuff. I, but I do feel as though Boy Meets World was a more episodic. Where it's it, like one, it's all of it's a, it's a, a contained thing. It was, but if you with like developing seasons, you actually see there is a full on story the whole time. Where like you see, like I said, with Corey and Sean's relationship that grows. Topanga and Corey always like that, like from the first episode to them getting married and stuff. That's showing it. So like, there still is something with every episode, like. You learn there's an episodic, like you said, it's episodic, but like they don't just be like, oh, one minute Sean's dad leaves, so now he has to leave with the turn, uh, not the, turn, the Matthews, and then the next episode, his dad's back. Like they actually make that's, it go. Oh. So that's what I mean. Like they, with the with Boy Meets World, they kind of kept it elongated, where Girl Meets World, it kind of wasn't. That's not what I meant by episodic. No. I mean, I didn't, I didn't mean like. I didn't mean like it was just this, this, and this. It was the they established stuff, but it never really. It, it only the stuff they established only pertained to the story very little. See, if it was about Sean and his relationship with his dad, yes, that was a big overarching thing. But from episode to episode. Unless stri- unless specifically brought up, it really didn't matter. 
like Sean and Corey being in school, Sean's dad never comes up in that conversation because they're not focused on the dad. Yeah. So what I said by episodic is what I meant by episodic is basically everything can be wrapped up in that 30 minutes. Say like, I don't know if this was an episode, but like, Corey gets caught. Corey gets caught smoking because Sean talked him into it or whatever. And then, and then they go through the fact of like Corey like being addicted to cigarettes, and then him quitting. He's like, "I'm done. I'm not picking up another cigarette or something like that." Close. And then it's one. And then it's and then it's done. And then that episode is done. And then cigarettes. That episode is never the problems in that episode is never brought up. Like he doesn't have struggling with nicotine or anything like that at all. So that's kind of what that's kind of what I meant by episodic is in like everything's contained, like everything, everything can be wrapped up within that 30 minutes. And I feel as though a lot of shows like that, like Full House was very episodic, where it's just like, yes, they had they had storylines that reached over episodes, but the main conflict in the show, the main conflict in that episode is wrapped up within the 30 minute yeah, time no, sprint. and i agree with you there but like well like what i was saying though is like with the newer ones like because I, I like i said i've watched some of girl meets world some of raven's home is it's never there's never like even little parts of it it's like it is very just one to another like one episode this happens and then it doesn't explode. like there's a little bit of snippets here and there but it's not a lot but again like i said i think a lot of it was either just nostalgia as people were like oh these people want these back and we're like no, we're fine. Like, or if you are going to bring it back, like I said, if you're going to do it, what I think I could do better is bring everyone back or don't do it. Mm -hmm. Because like I said, you're missing these characters that were like, like my age, like for me, when I was younger, I loved boy meets world because of Corey and Sean. And I mean, and I love Topanga and all that, but now you make girls meets world. And for kids who've never watched boy meets world. Yeah. They're not going to miss Sean. They're not, but me, I'm like, where the hell is Sean? So it's like, you miss those things. So if you are trying to go to nostalgia factor, have those nostalgia factors in there. Because not everyone is going to give a fuck about just Corey and Topanga. Because really, if I'm thinking about it, when I watch Boy Meets World, I would prefer, I preferred the relationship between Corey and Sean over Corey and Topanga. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I'm like, cool, Topanga's here. Cool, yeah, showing their daughter and their kids and stuff. But where's Sean? Where's Eric? Where's Feeny? You know. So that's those are a couple shows I would like. I think I said if I could do it better, I'd bring everyone back. I'd make it just what it was. And yes, make it about the kids. Make it, you know, known for that the kids are there. Make it very impactful. But especially with Raven's home. I wouldn't have had her son have the powers. Mm. I would have had it just kept it with Raven because now that's almost putting too much because now, because even in Raven's home, you see Raven use her powers too. And it almost conflicts with each other because the son only sees part of it and Raven only sees part of it. Like, like Raven always did. She only ever saw part of what the vision was, not the whole be all end all of everything. But now it's it's almost confusing because you see Raven's part and her son's part, but you're like, okay, which part is actually going to actually happen? And so I think what it should have been is Raven having the powers, seeing her child in danger, or seeing what's going on, and her helping him. Mm-hmm. Not, oh, well, now, now the son sees it, he's trying to do things, but so is Raven. Because then that just is fucking hard. <laughs> um, 
but one movie I want to talk about is the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. I I think with horror movies they don't need to remake them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, and if you are gonna remake, they need them, to stop making them. In, yeah. a, in all honesty. Yeah. It, would you end a series? End it. And Nightmare on Elm Street's one of the one of those we've talked about it a lot, where. Yeah. It's consistently always telling the story of Freddy, always doing this and this, and just it's so – it's to where you're like, okay, why do I need the story again? And that happened with the remake, which, okay, if you've never seen A Nightmare on Elm Street, it's your first time, makes sense. I get it why you're – with the remake, if that's the first time you're watching it, okay, I get it if you're, you know, for the storyline. But most people that probably saw the remake has seen Nightmare on Elm Street at least once, if not more. And nowadays, too, even if you don't see it, most people know the story behind Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Like, it's it's kind of a given now. Like, Jason, Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, and, Tex- and uh, Leatherface, I think you yeah. all know the storylines, even if you've never seen the movie. Like I said, those are one... That is stuff that's been so, like, drip-fed into popular culture and into the public consciousness you don't have to watch anything you don't have to watch a single movie to understand what what it's about exactly and i think with that one one they took rob england out yeah how do you take freddy krueger out of the movie Mm -hmm. and the person they got to replace him doesn't even it's like "Mm, that's not freddy krueger it's a guy who plays rorschach yeah in watchmen yeah. yeah, it's like, and you know, you're like, that's not. So I would replace him back with Robert England, because even back, I think it was 2010 when it came out, something like that. Robert England was still physically capable of doing. But this. I feel as though he was done. He was Mitch, done with probably. Fred. Like, I oh feel yeah, like Robert Robert England had like, had was like, uh, I'm done. I I it ran my course, and that's another thing with horror movies is like they don't know when they've ran their course. Yeah, they just keep going. But if if I were to, I would replace him, put Robert England black, black back. I would make him black, <laughs> blackface. I'm pretty sure that's uh, <laughs> that's racist. Fuck. That's, I mean, would burnface be? <laughs> I mean, technically, that's what it is. Yeah. Um. So I would do that. I would take having Freddie's storyline in it, like because the kids in it, they're like, oh, we. This is why we have the connection. Our parents killed Freddie. Well, we all know that. So you don't need to put that in there again. So take that out. Because in all honesty, and this is me, okay. I'm gonna. This is going to sound fucked up. You giving the storyline, because most of the time they take like 10 minutes for that story, that the, the, background, the background of him, that's 10 minutes of killing you, get, you take away. Like, I, like we said with uh, Ready to Rumble, explain but like how i said with mummy don't there's too much yeah don't over explain because with film and stuff like that it is a visual medium say with something like a book or something like that yes you have to describe everything because it's just words on paper but with movies you're allowed to get away with just showing literally like like i like with royal rumble when you were talking about like uh or yeah ready to rumble when you're talking about uh where why is it locked again? Yeah, Why I said it's the uh, movies are allowed a little bit more leeway of yeah. connecting the dots, but yeah, yeah. But if you're gonna do that, or like you said, don't over explain, mm-hmm. give two minutes, 
literally be like, oh, why why is this guy come like because in the dreams they all notice it's the same guy. Why is this guy going after us? Do the research of oh, that's why our parents killed him. Makes sense. Leave it at that. Not why does this guy keep coming after us? Oh, let's go do ten minutes of research. Keep going. Are you know one of the parents finally telling him or whatever? Mm. Yeah, it's like you you take out so much by over explaining things, and like I said, I like killing. Doesn't sound right to say that, but in my horror movies, if it's a killing movie, I want to see more of that than a storyline I already know, than a background I already know. Yeah. And and like I said, most people know Freddy's background now. Even if this is the first time you've seen a Freddy Krueger movie, pretty sure most people know that beforehand, know what his story is. So why do you need it in a movie again? Um, It's just like the remake of Jason. They did the same thing overtold again and so that's where if i were to redo the new the nightmare on elm street remake i cut down the story the background story of him i would put robert england back if he was willing to you know weirdly enough might be an interesting person to see hmm. but i like he works in my head in theory but i'm not a hundred percent sure if it would translate, Willem Dafoe. Maybe. As Freddy. Like a more mm. like... Maybe. He, Willem Dafoe, I feel as though Willem Dafoe, he needs a serial killer movie. Yeah. For some no. weird reason. He I looks feel, like one. I feel like Willem Dafoe could do a good, like, psychopath. A good no, humor. I think so. I agree. But, so if we were to recast and not put Robert Englund back, yeah, I could see Willem Dafoe. Because, like I said, the dude that they re- re- put in that movie yeah. doesn't – he's not a Freddy. He, they did – they made – they they went over ex- – uh, they went over uh, – they made they made him a big pervert is yeah. what it is. It that is too. Like, yeah, that was never part of Freddy's no, character. No, he was like, never – he never gave a fuck about well, that. Like you, like, you could infer, like, he killed kids, maybe he touched them. Yeah. But other than that, it was never – it was never ever a thing of he actually. It was. was. It was never outright. It was never yeah. outwardly said because with Freddy, all he gave a fuck about was killing. Yeah, and that's the thing is like even in when he gets into your nightmares, he finds the one thing that scares you. But he's never been like ooh like even when they're older kids, he he never shows any sexual anything toward him. It's just it's just the murder. Yeah. So that's the frustrating part is like even and honestly the reason I think like if you know the story of how he was born the reason he killed so many kids is he was he was technically the son of a hundred murderers. I that's another thing that's stupid is that I feel as though once I said this before and I'll say it again, once you once you explain the monster it stops being yeah, scary. Exactly. So so anything to do with like Freddy's origin or anything to do with Leatherface's origin, anything to do with um, Michael Myers. Michael Myers' origin, it makes him less scary. Yeah, the only oh, yeah. one who gets away with it is Jason. Yeah, because technically he's not the killer in the first two. in the first movie. Yeah. He's it's in the first one. Yeah, it's it, his mom. It's technically it's his mother's origin story, but she just happens to die. Yeah, and then he takes up the mantle. Yeah, but yeah, no, and I completely agree. And that's the thing is, like, like I said, I think that's the only reason. 
he did kill was because of technically fuck uh he technically was supposed to be born of like a hundred i think it was child killers if i remember or just uh, murders yeah. something like that it was, it was a from what i remember his mother was a nun at a sanatorium at a, like a yeah. like a sanatorium and they were uh they were just a bunch of insane psychopaths yeah know, and uh, there was no specific and she got locked in for a weekend in one of like where all the like worst ones were at yeah and someone left her not knowing that she was down there and they locked the door and for the full weekend and that's what happened is they raped her basically all right looks like it's the bad why are you yelling at me yeah um but yeah so i would say like i think in horror movies either like remakes either don't do it just don't do it in my opinion yeah there's no either there's just don't do it yeah or if you are going to do it don't try to change what it is either keep it what it is or or just don't do it yeah you can't i feel as though some of those classic horror movies they're they're there's no reason too perfect to to touch yeah they're not by all means they're not like they're not like citizen kane or they're not like the end all be all of movies. They're not like, they're not like, all right, this movie's done. You don't need to make any more. There's flaws with them. There's big flaws. Oh yeah. In in all of them. I'm just saying like for what they are and for when they came out, like nightmare on Elm street and Friday the 13th and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they came out at the right time. Yeah. With the right audience and they've gained so much traction because oh, yeah. of it. I feel as though if a if a Nightmare on Elm Street was to come out today, or if a Friday the Thirteenth was to come out today, like if if none of the eighties, nineties, if none of those happened, yeah, and they brought it out today, if they were re- introducing new uh, the new face of horror, Freddy Krueger. I feel as though it would be too like this is what happened. This is why he's evil. You should. You should do, you should feel this way about him like yeah. oh cool and who's just forgotten like yeah. Annabelle or the Conjuring or, none, yeah. or whatever just like insidious all like of even them. think about uh one I can think about right now that came out earlier like in the two thousands the Saw movies oh yeah the first few were decent like I think one and two and then the rest were just like one what the one was good. One was good because of what it what it represented as yeah. it was it was like an indie film of all indie films. Yeah. Like there was no it, it didn't have a huge budget. It didn't it was just and you could in tell one location. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I think it was maybe a little over like two million dollars or like six million dollars, something like it that. It wasn't a high budget. It was it was quote unquote low for um but it made so much they started making more i feel as though you could have stopped at two like i've two maybe three in all honesty i would have stopped at one if i was the creators of saw i would have stopped at one but money's money yeah so i don't know i i really don't know what i would do in that situation but if it was up to me i would have stopped at one because that would have just been a cool like oh shit this is so awesome and then just leave yeah. it at that. No, and I agree with you there because I think that's the one big flaw of horror movies is they don't know when to stop sometimes. Yeah. Like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, the Halloweens. Um, I think Texas Chainsaw was the only smart one that ended at three. 
Yeah. Maybe I, maybe they had four. Three or four. Yeah, they didn't but, go too crazy. But then it was but then it was beat to hell and reboots yeah. and prequels but and like Friday the thirteenth, there was ten of them all together. Ooh, yeah. Before Friday Freddy versus Jason, Nightmare on Elm Street, there was seven. I mean, I guess if you count Wes Craven's new nightmare, there was eight. I I actually weirdly I enjoyed Wes Craven's new nightmare. I didn't. I enjoyed it because of what it meant as like it was it was uh base it was basically trying to retcon all the shitty shit that That's happened fair, yeah. in the in the sequels. But yeah, I think so for me with horror movies, I would I'm just going to put them in a general. I'm going to put this in what I think I could have done better with horror movies in general. Stop where you when you need to stop. Don't over-explain every every background story in every film cuz Nightmare on Elm Street was the worst for that. You got Freddy's back, uh, origin every movie. Yeah. You don't need that. We all know why Freddy's doing what he's doing. Do it in the first one. Let it be. Like you said, in the first one for Jason, for Friday the 13th, it made sense. Let because it be. Because it was technically not his. It was technically like, his yeah. mom. And then in the second one, explain why he took over the mantle, but leave it at that. Um, Same with Leatherface. Like, you don't, like, I think, yeah, like I said, I'm going to put a horror movie in the, their own franchise. Like, I'm not going to pick one franchise over the other because I think they do this way too much in every single one. Like I said, don't over-explain. Stop when you need to stop. If you want to do three or four, cool. Stop at the fourth. You don't need seven, eight, nine, ten. Because and Saw did the same. Like you said, Saw had, I think, altogether eight. They have a new one coming out. Yeah, it's called Spiral. Yeah. But I think Secondly, not Saw. It's from the Book of Saw. Yeah. So that might be a little bit different. But either way, they made seven, uh, at least seven, I know, for sure. Yeah. And I think if they... Like you said, stop at one. I think stop at two. But don't go, like... Be, I'm just saying, because after two, it just became gore porn. Yeah, exactly. That's why I say stop at two. Because let that cliffhanger of, like, it looks like Amanda's taking over. But it never actually is. Yeah. But then they go way too far into it. Because then it becomes that detective takes over. And this, this it just becomes too much. So, like I said, I, I can't just pick one franchise over the other to, like... I think most of the characters they have are great, like yeah. the actors. But story-wise, don't overshare the background, uh, origin, background, whatever you want to call it. Stop when you need to stop. That's where I would have done better. And don't go crazy and make it gore porn. Mm -hmm. Make it what it's supposed to be. Like, I think that's why I do prefer Freddy and Jason and, like, you know, Michael Myers is it's not – Full-on gore porn. You don't see... Like, when you see it, it's... It has a purpose. Yeah. For... Being... What it is. Bloody and all that stuff. So, and, you yeah. know, and, like, with Freddy, the one thing that I liked about Freddy is he does find your weakness. Mm. He uses that to his advantage, but it's never crazy crazy. It's like, oh, okay, that makes sense why he did that. So that's what I would do for horror, is, like... Um... Is if you're going to do it, no one to stop. Talk about the origin in the first. Leave it at that. Yeah. Chucky has a. Chucky has a bad. The Chucky all franchise. Oh, the Chucky franchise was, was really bad about that. Too. All of that. It was 
it was just rot rotted from day one. And it's a good movie. I love I love the first Chucky. I love the first one. Second one didn't mind. Yeah. And then it just got silly. Yeah. I think honestly, if we're gonna talk about horror movies, the ones that did it the best is the ones you've talked about. Is the original Universal Monsters. Yeah. They did it perfect. They only made one of each monster, gave you a background story of it, but not didn't go over crazy about it and left it at that. They didn't like make Oh, here's Frankenstein. Now here's Frankenstein 2, 3, 4, 7. They did do sequels. They did do sequels. They did Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Frankenstein versus the Wolfman and stuff like that. It's just they weren't constantly doing them. That's what I mean, yeah. They like it's kind of like what the Marvel thing is like if you pump them out too quick, you're gonna lose the magic. Yeah. Yeah, it kills the magic of it all because, like, like you said, with all the horror movies, they made too many to where people got bored of it, or the, the lure wasn't there anymore. Where, like, at least with the Frankenstein movies, are like the Dark Universe movies in general, the Universal monsters. Is yeah, they might have done sweet sequels, but they only stopped. They stopped at the sequel. They made like one or two. They didn't make like seventeen Frankenstein's and twenty Wolfmen stuff like that. I think there was maybe Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein, House of Frankenstein, I think those were it. And then I think it was Dracula, Son of Dracula, and then all yeah. that. And then they did crossovers where like Frankenstein meets the Wolfman or versus the Wolfman. Yeah. But I really wouldn't count that as a sequel towards the Wolfman or Frankenstein. I would just count that as its own separate thing. Yeah. It didn't add it didn't add to their individual stories. It just created a new story. Exactly. Is what I'm saying. And uh, bringing it back, yeah. So I would, for for my phase two of my Universal Monsters of bringing it, uh, bringing it better. I would then, I after the Wolfman, I would let I would let maybe a year kind of pass by without making a new one or giving a. Just kind of letting it, letting it breathe, letting it. I'd maybe like throw out like snippets of like snippets of like where I might be going and all that stuff, like to just to build Small up vignettes, the, kind of thing. Just to, just to build up the suspense. Yeah. And then for my second one, I would pump out, not pump out. I would put out the Invisible Man. Okay. And I would I would write I would have the Invisible Man again be more in a modern setting. Uh, instead of in Victorian England, it'd be kind of like in. Um, I would I would keep I would keep uh, the Invisible Man in England. I wouldn't I wouldn't bring it in uh, into America. I'd keep it in a uh, like the in Europe and okay. stuff like that. And what I would do is I would have it in like a little cottage where um, a, a honeymooning couple are a honeymooning couple are in England for for a vacation and they go to this nice little nice little inn deep in the countryside and that's where they meet a stranger named griffin okay and he has again he has bandages and all that stuff on him and he has uh he's basically hidden he's his face is hidden and they try basically go through all this stuff of like oh so what happened he's like ah this is an accident stuff like that and then it slowly 
and like people start to die because people start dying around this little inn and people are people are confused and they're scared and they they're wondering how a killer would escape so easily and then they slowly start to suspect griffin but griffin's always been in his room he's like never left his room yeah and then towards the towards the ending like the last third of it you that's when it's revealed that he, he's invisible yeah. and he's psychotic. Yeah, yeah. And and then they would try to chase him down. They would uh, they would kill him. They would like kill him and basically like, all right, that's done with that. But then at the end, you at the end you see where his body is lying down. You see, uh, you see where his hand is in the snow. Yeah, it crinkles okay and the snow is mounded yeah. and that's where it ends okay and then i would kind of and then i would i would kind of not really like a mid like an end credit scene but co- sort of like a uh i do mid i wouldn't i wouldn't do like an end credit scene i do a mid credit scene of helsing uh helsing going to the uh going to the inn and asking questions and all that stuff basically still Tying him, tying yeah. them all together. Yeah. And then after that, I would, uh, I would, the movie I would do next would be Jekyll and Hyde. Okay. And I wouldn't do the stereotypical because with Jekyll and Hyde, for some weird reason, they they've got it. People like popular culture's got it into its head where it's just like, uh, where it's just like. Oh, Doctor Jekyll, I'm 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 a sophisticated man, and I'm I'm a scientist. But then Hyde is just this big, gigantic monster of this beefy like proportions. Yeah. At which in rea- when in reality, Je- uh, Hyde was smaller than Jekyll. Like Hyde was hunched over. He was. Yeah, yeah. He's more like emaciated. He's more. He was instead of instead of him being akin to like a bear, which most popular cultures brought it into he's more of a weasel or a fox he's more he's more small but yeah. vicious he was cunning he was like he wasn't like yeah. it's it wasn't like the hulk where it's just like i'm super smart i'm big and dumb no yeah. it was like i'm super smart i'm smart as well yeah i just like to kill yeah. exactly yeah that's because the whole jekyll and hyde thing it wasn't like jekyll becoming a monster it was just the potion uh just took away uh, Jekyll's inhibitions. It yeah. just basically is like he's like I am an upper crust man from society. I I don't I don't indulge myself with lower class things. But like once he takes the once he takes the potion, it's like beer and pussy. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> beer and pussy. <laughs> I like how you said that. Yeah, but you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. But he turns from very smart college student to horny high school student. Yeah. In a, in a way, yeah. it's just they're both they're both very smart, incredibly yeah. smart. It's just that Hyde allows himself the pleasures. Yeah, that's why I said high where, school student. Yeah, yeah, where where Jekyll where Jekyll's buttoned up and refined yeah. and all this stuff. Hyde is rough and out in the open. Yeah, exactly. And so I would go through the motions of that, where the respectable Doctor Jekyll is trying to keep this secret away but there's people being offed in london and all yeah. that stuff and then sort of like sort of like the invisible man where a group of them uh chase down 
Dr. Jekyll and kill him and stuff like yeah. that. But in this one, Dr. Jekyll, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyder will actually be dead. Okay. But what happens is someone takes the notes for the poison, for the potion and all that stuff. They, they take, they take Dr. Jekyll's research okay. and hide it away. And then after after the Jekyll and Hyde, I would do a second mummy movie. Okay. I would do I would do the mummy I would do the mummy reborn, which same mummy, uh, same mummy, same uh, same like Adam Driver. Yeah. I would have it. I would have it so where somewhere in the beginning of the first one, the mummy gets a hold of Adam Driver's character and like scratches a curse on him or something like that. Just basically in a sneaky way, he locks the curse onto that character. And so he's, and so he's having nightmares about the mummy. And so he's, he's trying, he's trying so hard to fight the urges to release him again and all that stuff. Okay. And, uh, he basically loses that. And he go, he travels back to the city and releases the mummy where, Therefore, the the leading lady has to basically this time they this time they try to destroy the mummy. Okay. This time they don't they don't just lock it up. They yeah. throw him. They try to kill him and all that stuff with a new partner okay. because Adam Driver's character is completely under the mummy's curse. Okay. Ah, excuse me, but that's how it that's how it is and all that stuff, and they kill the mummy and that's what happened. Okay. And then after that and then after that <laughs> after they kill the mummy and all that stuff, she goes back to Mr. Helsing and tells him what happens and all that stuff. And at and in, at this point you see you see stuff that you see stuff that makes the other movies like makes not make sense but you see stuff from the other movies like you see uh dracula's like possibly like dracula's ring on the desk or something from dracula Mm -hmm. and then you see something from the invisible man then you see something from dr jekyll and you see something from the wolfman and all that stuff and you see something from frankenstein like you see like you see victor like a a pocket watch that says vf on it and then you'll see like a, a dragon, uh, like a dragon pendant hanging off of it. Basically, you'll just see um, Easter eggs from yeah. the previous movies. And then after all that stuff, I would go, I would do the picture of Dorian Gray. Okay. Which, uh, if you don't know what that is, the story is this young aristocrat ha- is, um, is kind of corrupted by this evil not evil but kind of corrupted by this man and brought he brings him into more hedonistic lifestyle kind of like it's kind of like a dr jekyll kind of thing where it's just dr jekyll mr hyde where it's just like dorian gray is all buttoned up and all that yeah. stuff but after the potion or the man comes in and turns him into this deb- debaucheristic monster yeah he uh but he gets a, com- a painting commissioned in the beginning of it, and for some weird reason, I, it's not really explained. The picture ages 
for Dorian. Yeah. And it, and all of like the sin and all the gross evil stuff he's committing goes onto the painting, and so it it twists and forms and it growls and it just mm-hmm. it just becomes this monstrosity that he that he hides away in his basement and stuff like that. And it goes through the motions of the story where someone dies and they they're like, "What? How are you still alive?" And it's like sixty yeah. years later, you're still twenty nine. Yeah, and it's just a bunch of stuff. Um, for for Dorian Gray, I would want someone younger. Perhaps, perhaps I would have Tom Holland okay. do it. Because Tom Holland's a good younger, yeah. uh, a good, a good younger face. He's always been baby face. Yeah. Um, also, I didn't say who I'd have for the Invisible Man. Yeah. No. Um, Tom Hiddleston. Okay. I would have Tom Hiddleston for the Invisible Man. Just. Why not? I for some weird reason I feel like he would do good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, for Dorian Gray it would be Tom Holland. And so it. I feel as though he's shown enough where he can like he can do the duality of like yeah. I I want to be good and I want to I want to I don't want to be this monster, but uh, sin and all that yeah. stuff and um. And then at the end, he uh, and at the end the picture gets destroyed and he dies like all the sin and all the ugliness bounces back onto him yeah. and just immediately he crumbles into dust. Okay. And then you see. And then you see again. I would again. I would have Van Helsing find the picture frame and all that stuff. And um, and in the next and then the next time you see him, you see it on his wall, all patched up. Yeah. And you'll see Dorian Gray and all that stuff. And then after Dorian Gray, I would have heir to the vampire or Dracula's son. Okay. Which is basically. Dracula's child trying to trying to give his dad's legacy more meaning and more purpose trying to fulfill his father's wishes. Okay. But, but he's also trying to kill Helsing yeah. as well. And um for him for the for the son of Dracula I would I had I had one. I had one, and it's pissing me off that he just disappeared from my head. He done did disappear. He done did a did a vanishing act. I feel okay. There he is. There he is. I feel Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay, would weirdly be good as as the son of Dracula, but maybe he's a bit older. He's too old. Like I'm not really sure the defined timeline. Like how how long it is from Dracula to the heir of Dracula. Yeah. So I might have to go with an unknown. Okay. Um. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Um. The guy who plays Bruce Wayne in the Gotham TV series. Oh yeah. He know. might be a good. Yeah. He might be a good one. Yeah. But again, he's fight. He's trying to kill Helsing to honor his father. Yeah. But he's young. He's dumb. He's he's too hot headed. He doesn't die, but he gets his ass handed to him. Okay. And then after the heir of Dracula, uh, after after the heir of the vampire, I would go with the blob from outer space. Yeah. 
but that one that one really that one would just be kind of like its own solo thing there really no connection is it would just be the blob okay it, it would just go through the motions of the blob and all that stuff and then after that i would go with the phantom of the opera mm. and for the and for the phantom i want someone who could who could sing and uh, someone who could uh, who could give a, a menacing presence. Okay. So I would have to do a uh, someone from Broadway, in in my opinion. So, what was his? He would he would need to be kind of a he would he would need to have an imposing figure, but he would also need to um, have this calmness about him yeah uh i i can't think of anything i can't think of anyone i could feasibly see at the moment so i would ha- i'd probably i'd probably cast an unknown okay. i'd probably cast an unknown that's fair um after that after the whole phantom of the opera thing gets sorted out and all that stuff because technically the Phantom isn't a monster, yeah. So Helsing would have to deal with him. I would go into the Bride of Frankenstein, mm-hmm. and for the Bride, I would have. Uh, I hate the, her name that's on the tip of my tongue, and it just just went away. It son of a bitch. One second, I'm I'm gonna look her up, see if I can find her again. Cause I want someone to someone to have more of a I, I want I want I want kind of it to be on equal footing of the Chris Hemsworth choice. Okay. No, Chris Evans. Yeah. Chris Evans choice. That's fair. So I had her name, son of a bitch. Dude, that happens to us every time. We every have the day. name every day, and then we're like, "Oh wait, what the fuck?" Okay, and then it goes somewhere. So now that I see, now that actually this isn't the person I first thought of, but she might actually do Gal Gadot. As honestly, the, that's as who the I thought you were thinking. Of. That's honestly yeah. who I thought you were thinking. Yeah, I could see that one. I had someone else in mind, but no, Gal Gadot now. Yeah. And she's and her and Adam are trying to are trying to live their life normally and all that stuff, but they're they're always seen as monsters, they're always yeah. seen as just horrible people. Which sucks. Which sucks. Um the antagonist in this one, I feel as though it should be Victor's Brother, okay. Played by Alex Skarsgård. Okay. Again, this is more of this is a loose adaptation, yeah. So it's not really to to form of yeah. the original source material, but it he's after um like Alex Skarsgård is Victor's brother or yeah. brother, and he he figures out through a series of hoops that he has to jump through that Adam killed his brother. Yeah. And he enlists the help of Van Helsing. Okay. And so 
they they track they try to track these creatures down, but they get away in the end. Okay. So I like that. Yeah. After all that happens, they they regroup and I'm like, all right, we need to figure we need to do this right. We need we need to kill these creatures yeah. right. And so he and so Alex and so my, uh, so and so uh, Samuel Frankenstein as well. Yeah. What I'll call the older brother. He kind of joins up with Van. Helsing. I like how you do that too because if you're gonna do Bill Skarsgård as Victor. It would make sense to have the older Skarsgård brother be that older brother. So yeah. I like that. That that is a good twist into it because they do look a lot like each other. So it well, because they're brothers. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. So what it, it would make sense to have a brother duo play a brother duo in in the movie. So I really do like how that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, after that, I would go through. I would that would be kind of my my middle ground, kind of all that stuff, uh-huh. and. Then after that, I would do. I would do a Wolfman meets Frankenstein. Yeah. No, I would do another Wolfman movie, which is the guy. The guy has nothing to do with the original Wolfman. Okay. But he's in more. He's in a different part. Like he's in more of a rural, uh, like upper upper Washington state, kind of like in the woods and stuff like that. And so. That's another one where Helsink and his new partner yeah. go off to go off to find and try to capture or kill. And and like that's that's basically all I've had for that my idea of how to slowly work in and slowly refine the quote unquote dark universe. Okay. So that's that's how I feel like that's how it should happen. And how it should go. Yeah. And yeah, that's basically that's basically my idea for how that. That's basically my idea for yeah, for all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's yeah. I like that actually. Um. I really can't think of any more. Is there anything you can think of, Devin? Not at the moment. No. Okay. Well, then I guess that's a good place to end. Yeah. Yeah. Um. This is the end of episode one of season two. Thanks for coming back. Um, next week we're going to do, um, I think it's deep look next week. We actually have a full list of things and stuff. Yeah, so we, we actually, we actually, um, yeah, we, we did this, but I'm pretty sure it's deep look. Uh, it is. Yep. Episode. Uh, uh, it is going to be the 17th episode. Ep- no, it's going to be on the 17th. Oh yeah. No, no, it'll be the. No, it'd be it'd still be the seventeenth episode of, um, of Talk Nerdy to me. Yeah, I, yeah. Episode two of yeah. season two. Uh, of season two. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be a deep look, and uh, yeah, we'll let you know what we're going to be looking deep into. On that episode, <laughs> I said it how I said it. I know you did it. I just, I just love it. All right. Um, have a good one, guys. Yeah. Thanks for being back, and I hope you keep listening. We love you. Yep.